Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 32, and we pray our way through four different subjects. We'll be dealing with worship, Psalm 23, favorite psalm for a lot of people, a personal prayer, and a prayer for our culture. We're focusing this week on God's imminence. Travis Agnew says this about his imminence, because that is a word that we don't hear very often. The imminence of God means that God is close to us. The term actually means, quote, remaining in creation. God is not uninterested in our situation or detached from our lives. While God is present among creation, He does remain distinct from creation. And that uh, distinction that he's not actually in creation, he remains close to creation, among creation, within creation, but he's not actually creation, is important. We only have one passage today, but it's long. This is Acts 17, 24 through 28. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God, perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each of us. For, quote, in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of our own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Let's pray. Father, you are actually not far from each of us, and you give us life and breath and everything, and you made from one man all mankind. You give allotted periods and boundaries of our dwelling place with the idea that we would seek you, feel our way towards you, and find you. You are actually not far from each of us. I am so grateful for that, that you are close. We have a God who is close to us, who cares about us. And I'm honoring you today for that aspect of your being, your closeness to all you have created. As we go forward in this prayer time, Father, I ask that you would continue to let us feel your closeness, that you would open up these scriptures that we have in front of us today, that we would pray them in a way that is honoring to you, that this would be sweet incense before you, that our prayers would be answered in mighty ways, that you would run to answer our prayers. And selfishly, help us to see the answers to some of them. We don't need the answers. We trust you. But it sure is encouraging, and we could use some encouragement today. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going into Psalm 23. This is probably the most beloved psalm. Many of us know it by heart. If it's not actually memorized, the words are familiar as I will be reading them. It's a psalm of confidence or trust in the Lord, and it was written by David. title of the psalm is The Good Shepherd, and is a psalm of David. Instead of reading this and then praying, y'all know this psalm, so I am just going to pray through it without reading it first. I'm just going to personalize it as I go through. Lord, you are my shepherd. I have everything I need. You have given me the things that I need. You let me lie down in green pastures. You make a... (laughs) Okay, so maybe I shouldn't do it this way. This is not working in my head. Lord, I need your help. Calm my heart, focus my head, help me to speak the way I need to. 
You let me lie down in green pastures. You make a place for me to rest. You provide for me so that I can rest. You direct me to lie down and wait for your direction. You lead me beside quiet waters. Those places that are healthy for me is where you direct me to go. I need to follow you there. I need to not be nibbling myself lost looking at all the green grass over there when you have directed me to where you want me. You renew my life. You lead me along the right path. Lord, you have provided salvation for me. You renew my life every day in your presence. And you lead me on a path of righteousness. If I follow you, if I seek after you, my steps will stay on a path of righteousness. In order that you would receive glory. Lord, receive glory from my life. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff are a comfort for me. Your direction and your guidance and your correction comfort me because they show you love me. They show you care about my future. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. Lord, you yourself are goodness and faithful love and you surround me. I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. Father, that is where I want to be. I want to be in your presence all the days of my life, all the days of my eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so today we are in the topic of submitted hearts as we are praying for ourselves. We have two verses. The first one is James 4, 7 through 10. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Let's pray that one. Father, it is not easy to have a submitted heart. Submitting my will to yours is not easy. It's not easy to cleanse my hands and purify my heart. And when forced into that situation, or even even if I want to be in that situation, it is gloomy. It is mourning. We tend to mourn for the things that we hold close that we shouldn't, the things that we need to lose, the things that we need to walk away from, the things that we need to get rid of. We mourn for those. But instead... Teach us to look at the prize. Teach us to submit to you in joy. Submit to you eagerly. Help us to learn how to humble ourselves before you. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he might lift you up in due time. Lord, we owe you our humility. When we look at who you are and we think about who we are, how else could we approach this life? And yet... We tend to magnify ourselves in our own sight and then become proud. Father, teach me to humble myself under your mighty hand so that you might lift me up so that your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Last section of the prayer today, and we are on a topic of politics. Yesterday, we kind of prayed for our overall general responsibility that we are supposed to pray for the political process. We are supposed to pray for our government. Today, we are praying for our candidates. This is an election year. There's lots been in the news, 
particularly before COVID, and now we'll see more and more as the months roll towards November. So let's spend a few moments praying for the candidates. Now, these prayers are going out to all the candidates for the national offices, for local offices, for state offices, all of the candidates. First one is James 3.16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. Let's pray. Father, I ask for the salvation of the candidates on the campaign trail this year. Lord, work in their lives in such a way that they see their need for you. We ask you to remove envy and selfish ambition from them. Teach them to turn to you in humility, just as we were just praying. Teach them to turn to you in humility, and I ask for their salvation. Isaiah 7, 9 says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Lord, I ask that the candidates, particularly believers, would take brave stands for righteousness. Even when that is not going to be a popular choice, I pray that each would take a stand for what is right and what is true. Not what they think is true, but what you say is truth. Pray that each would be convicted of your truth. Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Father, I have two requests according to this psalm. I pray that each candidate would learn a fear of the Lord and that that would be the beginning of their wisdom. Pray that they would follow your precepts and have good understanding. I also pray that each candidate surround himself or herself with godly instruction isn't the right word, advisors, that each would be surrounded with godly advisors, and that in their lives, that the fear of the Lord would be the beginning of their wisdom, that all who follow their precepts would have good understanding and that they would desire a relationship with you. Galatians 5.15 says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Does this sound like our political campaigns these days? It does, doesn't it? And it seems kind of hopeless that there's no way around that, but there is. God could move in their lives. So let's pray. Father, I ask that each candidate would turn away from trashing the others, from the attacks on each other. I pray that each would be more interested in explaining what their platform is, that they would be more interested in the issues than in harming the other candidate, that they would not try to get ahead by attacking the other candidates. I pray that each would focus on the issues and would refrain from personal attacks. I pray that they would not bite and devour each other but instead that they would seek office on honorable terms by talking about what they want for this country, what they can do for this country, what their plan is for the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me for prayer. I do this every weekday, so I'll be back tomorrow and would love to have you join me. If you are watching this broadcast and you find it helpful and useful in your life, I ask you to share it with a friend, someone else who would be interested in praying along with us. If you're a podcast listener, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, like, rate, review it, and share it with your friends as well. My heart is that as we pray together, that we will both grow in our prayer lives, that God will answer these prayers in mighty ways, and he will use these scriptures in your life as he uses them in mine. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are praying each day. Amen. Amen.